Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here for the NFL Preview Show, and we kick it off with the AFC East, NFC East, and with me as always, our NFL expert, Achilles Rain. Are you ready to get into some previews and get the NFL season kicked off? Yeah, I just probably had a little bit of an issue with the uh, the expert uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, let's let's get into it, man. Let's talk some football. Yeah, we uh, we touched on a little bit on uh, some players for fantasy last week, but uh, we're getting into the teams this week and uh, really uh, AFC side of things. I, I'm just gonna say it. Uh, this is probably the worst I have seen a a just overall conference in a long long time i can't think of it where literally if you gave me the odds the kansas city chiefs and everyone else i would lean heavily to just taking the kansas city chiefs and not everyone else so uh i'm just curious have you ever seen where it's just this um i I don't know if it's just talent depleted but uh just not a lot of like you'd put great great teams that you really think can make the super bowl other than probably the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC, I think a lot of it has to do with the drop off uh, with the uh, the powerhouse teams in the AFC that we're used to seeing. We're accustomed to seeing like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I mean, even the Ravens, even though they were good, and the Steelers had a good season. When you really take a step back and think about it, I don't think we really consider them powerhouse teams. We consider them teams with talent and a lot of skillful players. Uh, just not powerhouse teams, uh, teams like the Patriots. Uh, even the Jets had a, had a small window where they were actually really good. Uh, but it, it seems like since the Patriots uh, have really dropped off, it seems like the rest of the conference has also suffered from, uh, you know, being the same conference. So we kind of grouped them all together. But it's definitely been a long time since I've seen uh, a conference projected to be this, this poor. Yeah, uh, I, I just... Um, I, there are good teams in it. You mentioned it, the Ravens. I mean, even the Steelers might be good. You know, the Bills will get into them. Uh, but I, I think all these teams are so flawed and you just look at it and you can start picking little pieces apart. Like you have holes here, here, and here. And um, it, it's just, uh, I hadn't seen it this sort of depleted. I, I don't know if that's maybe a dearth of lack of quarterback play, uh, the sort of open offenses that everybody runs now doesn't create, you know, uh, the type of defensive play that we were used to in 80s, 90s, uh, early 00s. But uh, whatever it is, uh, I I still don't know if we have anybody that we can say can actually contend with the Chiefs here in the AFC. But uh, we'll get into the AFC East and uh, see if we can find somebody who might be able to get in there. Let's do it. All right, so let's kick it off with the favorite in the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills. Their win total sits at 11. Uh, To win the divisions, they are minus 155 favorites. To win the uh, AFC Conference, they are plus 650. And to win the Super Bowl, they are plus 1,200. To reach the playoffs, they are a minus 350 for a yes. And uh, for a no, they are plus 280. 
So the Buffalo Bills had a really, really good season last year, made a gigantic leap, uh, really, from uh, where I I think people thought. I I think they thought they would be good, but uh, really, I think they were easily the second-best team in the AFC last year. Uh, They went from uh, 10 wins in 2019 to uh, 13 wins in 2020. Uh, Josh Allen really did make a leap and uh, put his name right there in the uh, sort of top quarterback play. Uh, But this is 2021. Um, Let's start out with Josh Allen. Do you see any regression coming? Uh, There was a completion percentage leap that I I don't think many people saw coming, but uh, I I don't see a ton of regression on him. I I just saw really good play out of Josh Allen, and it, it didn't look like something that wasn't sustainable for him. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that uh, there's going to be a regression, so to speak, but I, I, it's hard to really put up those kind of numbers on a consistent basis. Now, I know that the league has definitely changed. It's become uh, more quarterback friendly as, as the years have gone on, um, and rightfully so, because quarterbacks are withdrawal fans in. You know, those are the big money guys. So it's understandable that it would become definitely more friendly, but I, it's hard for me to really believe that Josh Allen can play as well as he did last season. And that's not saying that he's going to have a regression. I think that even if he were to do a little bit worse than he did last season, I think most people would still say that that's a really good season for a quarterback. So I, I think he can keep up the play. I think he can keep up the wins. Um, I just don't think that he's going to be able to put up the same type of numbers, maybe close, but not in the same realm. Uh, just because of, you know, there's a lot of change uh, within the, his wide receiver core and things like that. So um, I don't see a regression, but I also don't see him doing just like better than they did last season. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see anything that would be uh, where he would start costing them games or anything, maybe like he did early on in his career. I, I think he's sort of put himself in that elite category. I, I think they also get a nice little bully that uh, Brian Dahlball, the uh, offensive coordinator, who I think is a really, really good offensive coordinator, uh, did not get a head coaching job uh, this offseason. So he returns back there. I, I think that really, really helps them out a whole, whole lot. Uh, a little negatives on the offense. Uh, I, The rushing game. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, I, Singletary's probably started, uh, starting this year, uh, with Zach Moss backing him up, you know, um, it really fell off uh, a lot from what it was the year before. Now, some of that might be, uh, cause they did go to more of an open passing game. They brought in Stefan Diggs, So maybe that affected it. But I, I think if they really want to reach that elite, elite level, they have to find, uh, you know, a running game, a consistent running game that is not, you know, Josh Allen uh, bullying his way uh, through uh, linebackers and cornerbacks. Uh, that would be on the offensive side of things where I think they really, really need to make a leap. Yeah, I mean, they tried to address one of their biggest issues, which um, on defense was probably their pass rush last season. I think that if they would have had a, a good pass rush, you could have overlooked, you know, their lack of a run game. Uh, and not to say because Josh Allen had a great season, even on the ground, uh, not just, you know, through the air, but it seemed like it was all on his shoulders as much as we really wanted to see that running game uh, pick up. I think we probably would be, you know, singing a different song right now 
if they had had a good pass rush and a good rushing attack, uh, which I think were the two areas that they probably lacked the most. Um, they did address their pass rush on defense, so that I think will help them out. Um, but I still think that their Achilles heel is going to be that running game. Um, you can't put it all on, on Josh Allen. As great as he is and as great as he has been, he's a very mobile quarterback who can get out and he can get you tons of yards. You know, he can, in those uh, third and longs when, you know, uh, the play breaks down, he can scramble to the outside and get you those, those 10, 11 yards you need for a first down. Um, but it, it's hard for me to really envision this team getting better if they haven't really gotten better uh, on the ground. Um, and this is not including Josh Allen. This is just the running backs. I think that's their biggest Achilles heel. Yeah, I, I think a couple stats. Uh, on first down runs, uh, the Bills had a uh, yard per carry average of 3.7. Uh, the league average is 4.4. That's almost a yard less than the league average. And then on third down runs, I, I think it's even more glaring. Uh, they had a yard per carry average of 3.8 when the league average is 4.6. And uh you know, that just, they have to find explosive runs. And they were getting those from Devin Singletary uh, two years ago. Uh, they didn't seem to get them this year. Zach Moss is not that type of runner. I think he probably has a chance to really take the lead running back spot. Uh, he's more a, you know, powerhouse grinder type runner. But I, I think they do need to get, you know, more power runs on first down and uh, be able to get those short yardage uh, gains without it being Josh Allen, you know, running into a, you know, a big scrum of people that that's something you can do in important games that you need, but it, you need to be able to just hand it to your running back in that. Listen, they picked up, you know, a, a decent back of quarterback. Now, a lot of people wouldn't rave about it. I believe it's Trubisky they picked up, right? Yes, they did. Trubisky's so, backing them up. So, so in my opinion, they got a pretty decent backup quarterback at this point, but you still need Josh Allen to win games. You know, whether you like it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, he's the face of your franchise. You're going to win because of, you know, because of him, he's going to put the team on his back and he's going to carry him to victory. That being said, you can't put all of the weight of a victory on his shoulders. He, he's got to be able to share the load with the rest of those guys. And unless the running game really improves this season, um, I think that win-wise, they might take a, a bit of a step back. Uh, but again, this is the AFC East. And fortunately for them, you know, they seem to be trending upwards at just the right about time. So um, I still feel very confident about this team, but I would definitely would like to see an improvement in at least the rushing attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh We'll touch on the wide receivers on the offensive side of things before we go over to the defense. Uh, Diggs returns. Uh, Beasley will be in there in the slot. Uh, I, I thought they made a, a nice move in bringing in Emmanuel Sanders. And then uh, uh, Gabriel Davis, who sort of came on uh, towards the end last year, uh, also looked pretty good when Cole Beasley was having his injury front. Um I just think this is probably one of the top units in the AFC, if not in uh, all of football. So I look for more and more explosive plays out of the Buffalo uh, Bills uh, wide receivers this year. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Josh Allen showed a lot of explosives both through the air and on the ground last season. And I expect a lot of that to continue. Uh, I don't expect the same type of numbers because a lot of teams know how to game plan for it a lot better as opposed to last season. But we have seen an improvement every single year that he's been on the field. Um, so if he were to improve and, and put up, you know, better numbers than he did last season, which would shock me, 
I still wouldn't, you know, uh, be completely surprised by it because he's definitely shown that he's uh, at least in talks of becoming one of those elite quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, defensive side of things. Uh, I, I, I thought it took a little bit of a step back uh, last year. Um, they, they did seem to be sort of uh, when they really got down and they needed the defense to step up, they found their spots and did all right. I'm a little worried that that uh, sort of uh, regression continues. Uh, you know, Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes are both, uh, you know, really sort of keys on that defensive line to get pressure on the quarterbacks. Uh, they didn't get a ton of pressure last year, and I, I think that sort of affected their corners and safeties, which are really uh, sort of their uh, strong suit, uh, those corners and safeties and uh, White and, uh, and uh, Micah Hyde back there. So... Uh, you know, they drafted two guys in uh, Renuso and uh, Carlos Basham for the first and second round picks. Um, but I just, those guys need to have a little bit more of a, an effect on the quarterback, I think, also, if they really want to uh, contend with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, on this uh, side of things and maybe just uh, stay atop this AFC uh, East division. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, they definitely brought in some guys that they believe can help their pass rush. Uh, their secondary, uh, their you know, their back seven wasn't really a big issue. Um, I think that they were exposed a lot of times because of the pass rush, the lack of lack of a pass rush. Yes, um, and we saw it in that Cardinal game, for example. Um, that was the game that I really thought Buffalo was going to win. I thought that it was definitely going to be uh, one of those uh, confidence boosters, and if anything, it completely turned around on them. Um, now it didn't really affect them. Negatively, as much as I as it would have affected him positively, but you know, you you saw it in that game on that last play, they they just couldn't get to the quarterback. And this is I'm talking about an Arizona team that you know gave up a lot of sacks, uh, especially playing in the NFC West. They gave up a lot of sacks, and Buffalo just could not get pressure on them, especially when it mattered most, which is a big no no uh, if you want to be a Super Bowl contender. You know, we've seen it with teams like Tampa Bay uh, defenses. You know, yes, offenses get your wins, but defenses still win you championships. Yeah, uh, definitely. So uh, it, it'll be very interesting to see if those two young defensive end comes in. And uh, I, I think that would help uh, the two uh, older guys in Hughes and Addison too, if they can have a little bit more rotation and they can sort of pick their spots uh, throughout games to really bull rush instead of, you know, sort of having to be uh, on the field for every, uh, you know, snap. And uh, if they can get that pass rush going, uh, then those corners can be a little bit more aggressive, uh, which is what they like to do. And I I think that can help them out so uh let's look at this win total here it, it sits at 11 uh schedule wise I, I think they caught a little bit of a break uh they you know play the nfc east we'll get to them a little later and that um well uh basically just disgrace of a division um but uh a couple tough games on there uh kansas city away uh tampa bay away would actually be the only ones I think they'd even be underdogs if you are looking into uh, the year from right this point. Uh, you know, as the season goes on and injuries start to mount up, you don't know. But if you were looking at it right here, I, I think the only two games where they'd be underdogs was away at Kansas City and away at uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, otherwise, I, I think they have a pretty soft schedule. Um, you know, playing in their own division, the AFC East will get to the other teams uh, in that in a second, playing the NFC East and then uh, 
playing a couple ones there. So uh, at 11, where do you see uh, Buffalo going over or under that win total? I actually have them right around 11. Uh, I'll actually take the under for this one. And again, this is not a, a jab at their team. Uh, I, I still think they're a really good team. And the fact that they're playing in the AFC East helps them out a lot. You know, you're playing against teams that are in rebuild mode uh, and also very young teams and you play them twice. So that's half your season pretty much right there. Um, so uh, most people I, I think would probably take the over, especially because of how they did last season. Um, but I, I think they overachieved last season and not, not that they won't do good or do well. I, I just think it's going to be very hard for them to achieve the same type of success they had last season, unless they have those improvements that we talked about earlier. Yeah. I, I'm going over on this one. I, I think they might drop down to uh 12 wins, 11 wins, maybe at the most, but uh, with that extra game in there uh, on the year, uh, I, I think, you know, a 12 win season's pretty easily uh, achievable there. So uh, I, I think they pretty easily uh, can go, you know, uh, 12 and five uh, pretty easy. And uh, I, I don't think it's out of the question, you know, if they really get humming that they could hit maybe a, a 14 and three, uh, season maybe even 15 and two if things really start to go right and they have the right kind of health and we get the uh you know pass rush picks up uh we get a solid running back season if one of those guys goes in there so uh, i i really lean towards the over on the uh new uh, buffalo bills here yeah i mean i completely understand where you're coming from um you know they had a great season last year and they have a lot of weapons uh to me it's just there's so many different variables that, you know, come into play health, um, you know, whether these areas that needed improvement are actually improved, things like that. Um, an extended season, like you mentioned, you know, makes it a little more viable that they'd go on the over. Uh, again, I feel that because of the division they're in, they might get a little comfortable, a little complacent and feel like we're playing the AFC East and, and that might cost them a few games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Division wise, uh, 155 favorites. Uh, you see any value in there? Um, I will get into the other teams in there. I, I don't know if any of these other teams truly have enough talent to quite challenge them. You might could talk me into Miami being up there, but uh, certainly uh, it would be very difficult for me to take anybody other than the Bills in this division. But I don't know if there's a lot of value in minus 155. I don't think there's much value whatsoever. Uh, I mean, I was very close to, to, you know, liking it just because, like I said, you got a couple teams in them that are rebuilding and then you've got a team that's very young. Granted, they, they showed some fight. They showed, you know, some, some tenacity last season, but I, I think that there just isn't enough of a payout there for me to, to get excited about it. Yeah. Have you told the wife the Patriots are rebuilding yet? No, no. And, and, <laughs> and when she watches this, I'm probably in the doghouse. So. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the conference plus 650. Um, this is probably one of the two, maybe three teams that have an outside chance of overtaking the Chiefs and uh, winning the conference. But uh, I, I don't think plus 650 is enough for me to really hammer that down. So uh, plus 650 for you. Any uh, love there? No, just because, uh, like I said, there are a couple teams in that conference that uh, do strike a little bit of more fear that I feel like are a little more complete. Uh, so I probably wouldn't jump on it, but it's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl 12 to one, they double it. But uh, if, if they beat the Chiefs, <laughs> I, I, I 
I might take it if, if it was 12 to one just to get to the Super Bowl, but uh, Super Bowl odds at 12 to one. I don't love it. Uh, what is your feeling on it? Uh, same as you. I mean, um, I, I, I think it's okay, but I'm, I'm definitely not in love with it. And the reach the playoffs. Yes, no. We got minus 350 for yes, plus 280 for no. Um, I, I don't see a way this team doesn't make it into the playoffs, but uh, I, I guess if Allen gets hurt, but uh, even if Allen gets hurt, I think Trubisky has Trubis- proven enough that he's capable of getting into a playoffs. Uh, if this was get to the playoffs and win a playoff game, that's a different question, but uh Minus 350, no. <laughs> minus 350 is an awful lot of money. But uh, I, I guess if you're a very rich person with disposable income, uh, it wouldn't be the worst bet in the world. So you'll be making this bet is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to the Miami Dolphins. We just talked about them. Uh, nine and a half wins for the Miami Dolphins. Uh Interesting team. Uh, I think a lot of it is going to depend on, uh, well, their quarterback play pretty much. Uh, The defense really made a big jump last year. uh, And uh, the offense uh, was looking, I I don't know, great under Fitzpatrick, but uh, functional, I think would probably be the best word. Functional. they replaced uh, Fitzpatrick, I, I believe, about halfway through the season, maybe seven, eight games into it. I, I don't totally remember, but, uh, you know, they had a lot of injuries on the uh, skill position, guys. I, I believe they got down to about their fifth string running back. Uh, they were just signing random guys off the street. Uh, and then I think the exact same thing happened to uh, the wide receivers by the end of the year uh, as well. Um, they bring in. Uh, a couple guys, uh, Will Fuller comes in, um, you know, they draft Jalen Waddle, so they've half addressed uh, that uh, skill position problem at wide receiver. Granted, all of them have been nicked up and hurt in camp, so uh, we're back to that problem. Uh, I, I did think Miles Gaskin uh, was a nice uh, revelation last year when he stepped up and played, but uh I think really everything is going to be totally dependent on if we get good Tua or bad Tua. So uh, what do you think about the Dolphins this year? The Dolphins uh, last year surprised me in a lot of different games. Um, I felt like they showed a lot of fight, a lot of heart. Um, Something I like to see, a lot of tenacity, especially when compared to some of the other uh, more experienced teams. Now, I I know that you're a big Tua guy. I thought Fitzpatrick was doing okay. I thought he was doing enough to get them wins, but obviously, you know, the Dolphins are looking towards the future. They're not looking at winning right now because they know they don't, they weren't going to win Super Bowl right now. Um, they've addressed some of their, uh, you know, uh, some of their issues at, at the skill position, specifically with, with Fuller. Now he is suspended week one, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think he's still on his uh, HGH suspension. So, so, but uh, even then, you know, you still you still add it a very dynamic wide receiver uh, and you paired him up with a, you know, young, also very dynamic wide receiver. So uh, I, I think that they, they have a chance at being very exciting. And you know that if that defense plays as well as they did in some of the games last season, uh, or if they improve, I, I think that they might surprise some people. I think that they could be the, uh, the, the black, the dark horse, as they call them, or the, the black sheep, whatever you reference you want to use. Um, 
I really like what they're doing there. Uh, I like the fact that they're building some sort of continuity. Uh, I believe the head coach is third season. With yes, the team. it's a uh, third season for Brian Flores. So, you know, to me, that's such an important factor. Uh, you know, being a Ram fan, I was very, very, very sad uh, where almost it seemed like it felt like every year we were in search for a new head coach. Um, and when you can't build continuity, especially at the top, uh, it, it trickles down to the rest of the, uh, the rest of the, uh, the organization. Uh, but I like what Miami is doing. I think that they're definitely on the upswing uh, and you never know. Like I said, the Patriots and the Jets, in my opinion, are in rebuild mode. Yes. You have the Bills, who are definitely an elite team, especially for that division. Uh, but the Dolphins showed up; they showed up in plenty of games against some really good teams last season. And, and if they improved, which I believe they did, I think they might surprise some people. Now, I don't think that they're going to be contenders, but I think they're definitely going to surprise some people. They could uh, play spoiler for a lot of different teams. Yeah, I, I think there's a solid chance they could uh, work their way in the playoffs this year. Uh, you know, they were a little bit unlucky last year, uh, getting 10 wins and not making it to the playoffs. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's sort of the breaks. It happens sometimes. Uh, they did upgrade the receiver spot. I, I'm very, very interested to see how, you know, Parker, Waddle, Fuller, and uh, Gasecki all out there. Uh, Miles Gaskin back there. If Tua can make a leap here, I, I think people were a little hard on him last year. Uh, he didn't have any training camp. He was coming off the hip thing. And then, you know, the coach did not do him any favors by throwing him in there when they were playing good football. Uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick back there, but uh, he's going to have a training. He's having a training camp currently as we're recording this. Um, you know, I, I think there'll be a leap there. Do I think he will become a superstar in uh, year two? I don't know if that's in the cards. Uh, the other thing that concerns me, uh, you know, uh, their offensive line was, well, it just has been poor uh, for two years now. Uh, you know, they're putting two new guys in left guard and center, uh, but the left tackle, right guard, and right tackle return. And, uh, you know, their uh, PFF ranks overall were uh, 75th, 51st, and 57th uh, graded for their position. Uh, that's pretty much bad on uh, all three fronts. So uh, when your best lineman is the 51st ranked uh, right guard, uh, you know there's issues up there up front. So, uh that would be the other thing that concerns me. And, uh, you know, young quarterbacks getting pressure, uh, that sort of starts to play with your head, uh, especially in the NFL when everything is just sped up so, so much. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, again, very unfortunate for them, even with all the obstacles that they faced and the changes in personnel, they still managed to pull off 10 wins. A lot of teams that are considered to be good and competitive can't pull off 10 wins. So that tells you a lot. Uh, granted, it, it is the AFC East. Uh, so that's there's something to be said about that. But I still think that it doesn't take away from the growth and, uh, you know, the, the potential this team has. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I really like this uh, cornerback group and uh, Xavier Howard's probably uh, – one of the best corners in the NFL, if not the best. Uh, Jalen Ramsey might have a bit to argue about that, but uh, so would I. <laughs> but uh, 
they they do have a, a solid um you know secondary okay linebackering group uh I, I would say aging linebackering group but uh, still pretty productive uh defensive line there are a couple issues they tried to address that in the draft is uh well they uh drafted the kid out of miami uh jalen phillips who's a pretty solid uh i'd say worker b off the edge and can really uh sort of explode so maybe they upgraded a bit there but uh i, I thought overall their defense was uh pretty pretty solid uh last year so i, I look for them to continue to improve and get better yeah, I, I do see. I do see the potential for them to definitely improve and get better. Um, my concern is, have they been able to keep pace with the rest of the of the conference? That's my concern. Yeah. Overall, schedule wise, um, we mentioned it. Uh, they're playing the NFC East. They get a little boost. AFC. Uh, AFC East. Uh, and they get. You know, they have a handful of tough games. They will be playing the Tampa Bay Bucks on the road uh you know uh they have a colts game in there that will be at home but that's a difficult one um and then the nfc east is their other side of the bracket that they will be playing so you look at those matchups they might be okay uh they also have a home game versus baltimore so it might be a little bit difficult of a schedule to play this year uh they also have the saints away too but uh we need to do much more research on the Saints uh, before we get into them next week because I have no clue what to expect out of them. And neither but, do uh, I. Uh, I will say, uh, looking at their schedule, it, it does concern me a little bit that they might regress a little bit off that 10-win uh, number last year. Yeah, I actually – well, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but um, I believe the over-under for them was 95 uh, I believe over under for the Miami Dolphins nine and a half is correct. And I, I was leaning more towards the under. Yes. Um, and again, I'm not trying to, you know, take a jab at the team and I'm not, or their progression or their, you know, uh, potential. But I, I just think that right now where it stands, there's better teams in the conference, not just in the division in the conference. I, I think that they're probably the second best team in the East, but when you put the conference as a whole, I, I think that they're going to face off against some teams that, um, yes, they may shock some good teams, but I also think there's going to be games where they probably uh, are a bit of a letdown and yeah, it's just well, gro growing pains. The funny thing is though, they might end up like nine and eight. I, I think we're both probably leaning more in that area but they might get into the playoffs going nine and eight uh, more than they did uh, last year when they uh, went 10 and six. Yeah. So uh, that, that would be a funny uh, little bit of twist of fate. I, I definitely am leaning a little bit under here, uh, but you know, uh, with a definite capability of them making a leap, I, I don't know if they could quite reach the bills level, but uh, if max potential, you got a full season out of Will Fuller, uh, that's a miracle upon itself, but uh, let's go with if you got 14 games out of Will Fuller, um, that would uh, probably help them. And uh, same with Devontae Parker. Uh, they could probably maybe, I could see, make a jump to 11 wins or so if the everything broke right. But uh, I'm leaning on the under on a nine here, definitely. The thing that scares me the most is the second year for a quarterback usually tends to be a really tough year. Uh, you know, they, they usually, what they call it, sophomore slump. Uh, so that's the one, that's the part that scares me now. Granted, last season was a bit of a, a head scratcher, you know, because of 
all the COVID things, no fans, uh, no training camp, things like that. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to take into effect, if they'll come better prepared this year or not. Uh, but I'm definitely leaning towards the under. Yeah, uh, they do. If emergency goes to emergency, uh, Jacoby Brissett is their backup quarterback. So they, once again, have a solid option uh, in backup of Tua. So uh, I don't know right now if you ask me if the drop-off is too much from uh, Tua to Jacoby Brissett. So I don't know if that affects their win total too, too much as well. I think I'd like to see a full season of Tua with the yeah. weapons and a system that's built for him um, before I start making, uh, you know, those calls about whether we have huge drop-offs or not between him yeah. and Brissett. Yeah, definitely so. So uh, Miami for the division is uh, plus 325. Um, you, might could talk me into it, but I, I think I'd want maybe in the four-to-one range than in the three-to-one range here, uh, especially with – uh, just the gap really between the bills and uh, pretty much everybody else in this division. Yeah. I, I still think that the bills are head and shoulders above the three other teams in this division. Um, and again, this is not to throw shade on any of the other teams here. I just think the bills are, are better team. And yes. I think just about everybody would agree with me. So like you said, if I was getting, you know, like a, just slightly better odds. I, I think I would probably consider taking this, but at what it sits, was it 325? Yeah. Plus 325. Yeah. At 325. I'm, I'm a little hesitant, so I probably would stay away from it. Yeah. I, I, I think they're closer more to the Patriots than they are closer to the bills, uh, you know, uh, season playing out wise. Yeah. Uh, we'll go through, uh, these two quickly, uh, conference 16 to one, uh, that would have to be much, much larger uh, for me to take that. And uh, Super Bowl 30 to 1. Uh, any of those uh, speak your interest? Listen, I might drop a dollar or two on one of those, but uh, I'm probably not getting Dan my money Marino back. is not coming back. And if he did, he's 60 years old and would not be very good. Uh, it's okay. I heard Run Wiki Run is coming back. So maybe that'll do it for you. Um. This one is a little interesting. Reach the playoffs, e even money at uh, plus 110, and uh, no is minus 135. Uh, the even money, yes, uh, interest you, or you like the no at minus 135 there? I, I, it does interest me, uh, but again, I, I just feel like there's probably just about as many good teams in that conference to keep them out of the playoffs. Yeah. I know you think that they might get in. I think they may just miss it by just a, just a tiny bit. Yeah, I, I I think a lot probably depends uh, on the Indianapolis Colts uh, health and uh, situation at the uh, QB at the position yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, to really uh, form an opinion what you think there. Uh, because uh, that drop off uh, from uh, quarterback one to uh, quarterback two is great. And I don't think either of us think quarterback one is all that good. Uh, <laughs> If he well, we'll get into it when we get into it with them. But uh, if he plays like he played at one point in his career, uh, they're going to be a dangerous team. All right, uh, we'll move on to the New England Patriots. Nine and a half wins is the over/under total here. Um, they bring back uh, Cam Newton at the quarterback. They did draft uh, Mac Jones. Um, interesting team here. I. I 
will say I, I do really think this defense is probably one of the uh, top three or four defenses in the NFL. Um, the problem is this might be one of the bottom three or four offenses in the NFL. <laughs> uh, maybe out. Cam has a little life left. Uh, I wouldn't trust that throwing arm. I, I think it's sort of becoming more and more how long does Cam last before, you know, they switch to Mac Jones. They did try to upgrade at receiver. They paid Nelson Aguilar a whole lot of money, uh, bring in Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Damian Harris, I will say, was probably the one shining spot for them at running back, but uh, I, I don't even know if that's real because trusting a uh, New England running back from uh, year to year, you never know what's going on. But uh, overall, what's your feel on the New England Patriots? It's hard for me to really discount the New England Patriots. I, I keep saying that they're in rebuild mode. Um, and if you look at it on paper, they probably are. But, uh, you know, the, the coaching staff is probably one of the best coaching staffs in the league, regardless of player, uh, player personnel. I still think that they're going to at least compete. Um, I know that they had a really tough season last year. And it's hard for me to really envision Bill Belichick making a swap at quarterback halfway through the season. Um, it's not something we're really accustomed to seeing from him. Now, granted, that's because he sat at Brady there for such a long time. Uh, and you weren't replacing Brady unless he was hurt. But with that being said, I, I think that he's uh, he's a very he's a very good defensive-minded head coach. Uh, I think that he can build up that defense to keep him competitive in games. Um, that rushing attack, like you said, there was a bit of a bright spot last season. Um, the biggest question mark is definitely going to be the quarterback position. Now, they went out and they did something that the Patriots don't normally do, which is spend money. They brought in a couple of big guys at tight end, and uh, you know they brought in some, some wide receivers to try and help out that offense. Again, quarterback play is key when it comes to this. So at some point, if Cam Newton's not cutting it out, do they make a switch? If they do make a switch, you know, does Mac have what it takes to actually take this team and win games? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that the Patriots are going to be a really interesting team to watch and kind of keep track of uh, their progress. But when it's Coach Belichick, it's hard to really discount anybody that he's coaching. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing is I can say is I don't know. I, I know the defense is going to be a good and be able to uh, sort of contain the scoreline uh, to where they can at least keep themselves in games. But, uh, I, I mean, we saw it last year. Uh, you know, the defense was good last year. They should be improved this year because Hightower and uh, a couple of their other guys who opted out of the season are coming back. Yep. So their defense should be able to keep them in games. Um, I, I just don't know, even with the upgrades or quote-unquote upgrades, I don't know how you feel, you know, about Nelson Aguilar and, uh, you know, John U. Smith and Hunter Henry, who's, you know, amazingly already uh, banged up and hurt. Uh, but uh, I, I just don't know if those are quite the upgrades uh, we think about. Uh, you know, basically Nelson Aguilar was a cast-off uh, last year before, he, you know, he randomly hit a couple deep passes for the Oakland Raiders. He was very good for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. But, uh, you know, that's one season out of, uh, you know, I believe it's his probably fifth or sixth year now. And that just seems like a, a lot of money to throw at somebody for one good year when he had numerous years with the Eagles where they he just didn't prove himself overall. So uh, interesting there. I, I'm curious what your thoughts are on those uh, spending sprees, on those uh, skill position guys 
do you see them really upgrading this offense or do you just think maybe it was that's who was there so we had to upgrade somewhere uh, okay so let me just be completely blunt here not a big Aguilar fan mm-hmm. I, I think that he's slightly overrated I think a lot of uh his his numbers especially when he was back with the Raiders uh were based off the team just being really bad and then having no choice but to throw the ball um so I think his numbers are a little inflated but I, I mean, look at what they had last season. It's still now, granted, I will say that. It is an improvement from uh, what they uh, had last year. You know, I, I still think that they're lacking that that true number one wide receiver, that true, one, uh, you know, WR1. I, I think that's what this team is lacking. Like you said, I think defensively they're going to be okay. You know, they had some really good additions. Uh, I think that the tight end position has definitely been upgraded. I know that, you know, it's going to be a toss up now, whether who's going to, uh, who's going to get more playing time, more snaps. I know you have your own theories on that, but it's just, it's a little, it's a little shocking to me. I'm not used to seeing the Patriots spend this kind of money. And if you were to tell me the Patriots are going to go out and spend what, $300 million, I think it was, yes. I, I would, I would definitely think that some of those names were going to be some marquee names. Uh, but you know, it's still an improvement to what they had last season. And, and, it's coach Belichick. So I'm not going to count him out. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm a little torn on the win total overall that nine and a half. uh, That's a lot of wins, even with the extra game. Um, It just seems like they might not quite get there. I, I just, I can't probably make myself go to 10 wins on this team even with the uh defense the way it is but uh i'm curious what you think okay so i didn't want to share this secret right but i'm gonna go ahead and share it and i'm gonna let everybody in on this so um i've been talking to one of my sources uh, an insider with the Patriots organization and uh he told me that last season coach belichick purposely made cam play as bad as he did because he was trying to get the odds in his favor. And this season, he's going to let him loose. And we're going to see the Cam that we've never seen before. We're going to see the uh, the Heisman-type uh, Cam Newton uh, make a return. And uh, he's probably going to get the MVP and the Patriots going to win the Super Bowl. Um, you heard it here first. Just remember that. Uh, and why did the, he draft a quarterback in the first round? To throw you off the scent. <laughs> the, this guy, This guy is two steps ahead. You're playing checkers. He's playing chess. Yeah, I, I think he's playing chess to bench Cam Newton six games into the season, and we get the Mac Jones train running. But uh, anyway, uh, I'll go under on this one. Uh, I just don't see uh, enough wins, uh, certainly on this schedule. It's not too tough, but uh, th- I don't know if they're going to be able to win road games. Uh with the type of talent they have on offense, I certainly think the defense will give them, uh, you know, a chance to be in and win every game. But I think when they play legit, really good teams, uh, you know, like the Buffalo Bills, like the Ravens, uh, the Titans, the Chiefs, uh, they just won't be able offensively to keep up with them, no matter how good the defense is. Yeah, I'm I'm completely with you. Uh, you should have known I was joking uh, when I said my source and my insider, uh, because everyone knows you're my source and my insider here. So uh, yes, I I definitely taken the under. I feel that at some point, um, as much as I like Cam Newton, uh, 
I wasn't always a fan of his, but uh, I started liking him more as a person when I saw him on Hard Docs. Um, as much as I, I like him, I just don't think he's got very much left in the tank. And I think at some point during the season, uh, Coach Belichick is going to have to make a decision and probably make a change at quarterback. And it just as good as, you know, Mac was in, in college, I, I still think the NFL is a different game and it takes a little time to get, you know, caught up to speed. So um, I'm taking the under on that. Yeah. Uh, if they make the switch, I, I think they're going in full sort of rebuild mode. Uh, they're just keeping, you know, Cam in case things do break right and, uh, you know, he can maintain the season. And, you know, I, I tease about Cam, but I, I really loved watching Cam Newton. The, the problem is his shoulder literally no longer works. And uh, that becomes an issue if you are a quarterback, you know. It's a bit um, of an issue, yeah. So, you know, I, I just don't know if he can throw the ball physically anymore. Uh, I, I think the brain's perfectly capable there. Uh, I, I think his body's perfectly capable of running the ball. We saw that last year. His legs and physical style still was this there. It, it's just he can't really throw the ball like he used to be able to do. And not I think that hurts them, but uh, division-wise, plus three fifty—that's uh, not nearly high enough for me. No, no even no. with the uh, Patriots' magic going on. Like uh, I said, not discounting the go- you know, the coaching staff, but that's still nowhere near for me taking the yeah. action on it. Uh, conference eighteen to one. Uh, I'm a pass on that one. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl thirty-five to one. I'll be a pass on that one as well. Playoffs, uh, same as the Miami Dolphins, uh, plus 110, minus 135. Uh, Not awful, but uh, I don't think it's as good as the Dolphins when I I think the Dolphins have a little bit better upside than the Patriots here. I agree. I I still think the Patriots are probably the uh, third best team in this division, but uh, I don't think the drop-off between the Patriots and Dolphins is that huge. I still think the Dolphins are slightly better. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're moving on to... uh, not good at all, really. And uh, quite Your honestly, team. this win total um, quite shocks me a little bit. Uh, it, sits, it? it sits at six wins. Uh, they won two <laughs> games last year. Uh, they just lost their big free agent defensive end acquisition to an Achilles tendon tear. Uh, rookie quarterback. Uh, I, I don't want to say tough division, but a division with where each team is definitely better than they are. So they aren't really getting a lot of wins in division. Uh, New York Jets, uh, offense, what do you make of it? Uh, Rookie quarterback out of BYU's in there. Um, Defense, it has a couple players on it, but I I think last year it showed it. It doesn't have a lot of heart once uh, the uh, losses start flowing. So what do you make of the New York Jets? I'm very conflicted now. Uh, you know, they did make a change at at, at the coaching uh, position, which was huge. I, I think that, you know, we poked a lot of fun at the coaching staff last season, and rightfully so. They were, they were playing horrible. Now, I say this knowing that they actually beat my Rams, you know, my uh, NFC West favorites to a lot of people, my uh, Super Bowl contender Rams. Uh, to a lot of people, they beat them. Remember that. Um, that being said, I still think that within this division itself, they're on the bottom looking up, um, and and they're in rebuild mode. You know, let's be honest. They 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 had a complete changeover of their coaching staff. They got rid of the uh, you know 
the franchise quarterback and brought in a new guy. Um, they're the not new franchise quarterback. Yeah, the other one the was two years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, it's it's like you go into a to to a dealership, you buy a brand new car, and then you're trading it in two years later. You know, people would look at you and say you're crazy. You know, that, it doesn't work that way. And yes, and I feel the same way. It doesn't work that way. I understand that they had to make a move uh, because things just weren't working. But you see it very often when a team makes big, big moves like this. I'm talking about the face of the franchise. You're swapping him out every two years. It's not a good sign, okay? And, and yes, I think that they're going to win some games. I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were last season. But was it six, six and a half? It was six wins. I'm scared to take six, six wins. And this is with an extra game this season. So that should tell you all you need to know. I, I think I'm going to stick with the under, uh, even though I think they're going to be better this season. Um, I don't think the improvement is that, that, that fast. Yeah. Uh, you have a rookie coach in here who's literally a rookie coach. He has never been a head coach. Um, you have a rookie quarterback in here who was at BYU uh, last year and made an extreme jump from uh, the previous season into this one. Um Overall skill position-wise, you're looking at Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims as your starting three receivers. While those are all, I'd say, fine to good receivers, uh, none of them jump off the page as sort of elite, elite receivers who can uh, uh, make explosive plays every day, game to game that you can count on. Uh, Running back-wise, Tevin Coleman is going to be uh, the running back. Once again, uh, also ran, who's, you know, not a consistent everyday running back. Uh, so this offense is, I, I think, going to be really, really bad. Uh, there is potential in the defense. Uh, C.J. Mosley will be back. Uh, you know, I, I did mention that Lawson uh, blew out of Achilles last, uh, yesterday, That's which really, ball. really, you know, that really hurts because uh, they were really going to count on that defensive line uh, with Lawson and Williams and Rankins, you know, anchoring that thing. And then uh, Mosley sort of eating up all the space in the middle. So that one really, really hurts. But uh, overall, I, I think the defense could be a little stubborn, but uh, like I mentioned last year, it, it, it started out playing okay football, and then as the losses mounted, uh, it, it looked like it packed in a little bit. Yeah, I feel like they showed, you know, glimpses of, of potential. I'm not even going to say glimpses of, uh, of them being good, just glimpses of potential. Um, again, though, it's a, it's a rebuilding team, and uh, I don't think that they'll, they'll do very well, but I, I still think that at the end of it all, we'll say this team is better than they were last season which is yeah. not saying much. Uh, there is no way I, I can take them to win over six games. Uh, going back to like 2017, we're at five. 2018, we're at four. Uh, 2019, they did have a breakthrough and get to seven. <laughs> and then 2020, it drops to two. So uh, of the last four years, uh, three of them have gone under that six number and the other one barely went over it. So uh there is no way I, I'm I'm a very hard under on uh, this uh, six here, and uh, not only that, um, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Bills will all be gunning for them to want to get wins, thinking this is the free win of the week. Uh, so it, it just seems like a extremely difficult task for them to get over six wins. 
But, you know, I hope that those teams don't overlook them because that's exactly what the Rams did last season. You know, that was their guaranteed win. And I believe that was their first win of the year, wasn't it? It was. That's correct. So, so, I mean, you know, it's the NFL. You know, yes, the teams can be bad and this team is bad, but you can't overlook it. It's why they don't have Trevor Lawrence and they have Zach Wilson. And also, you know, I, I will say this. At some point during the season, you will bring back your New York, New York, Frankie Sinatra uh, drop that you made last season for. Uh, well, eventually they'll be getting 16 points in a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It'd be hard. Uh, I'd be hard pressed not to take a, a 60 point dog at the point. Yeah, I know. All right. So uh, I guess we have to go over the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> Do we have to? Division is uh, 20 to 1. While that uh, in a team of three other teams, 20 to 1 is very nice math to work that out. Uh, I, I'm not sure there are 20 seasons played where the uh, Jets win any of those 20. So then that makes the math bad. Uh, I'm a no on the uh, division 20 to 1. Yeah, I, I'm a no also. And, and just. Just to play spoiler here, I'm probably going to be no on most of them too. So, uh, conference uh, eighty to one that uh, jumps even more. But uh, if the Jets win the conference, uh, I, I will be extremely stunned, and uh, Zach Wilson will have had to have the greatest season of football of pretty much all time. Yeah, it, it's it's as that old song. It's going to take a miracle, and then. Uh, 150 to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, any love on that? Oh, you know, that one intrigued. No, it doesn't. It doesn't intrigue. <laughs> all. all right. Uh, playoffs, yes, no. Uh, plus 600 for a yes. I, I think that pretty much sums everything up uh, right there. Uh, and uh, minus 900 on a no. Uh, <laughs> Give me again, your analysis. Give me your it, analysis. If you are highly wealthy with uh, disposable income, uh, there are worse things you can do than have them hold your money for six months as the uh, <laughs> Jets do not make the playoffs. But uh, otherwise, uh, if you are a normal person with normal income, while the uh, no is a nice bet, uh, it is very difficult to take and have your money held up for six months. Yeah, it, it, you know, it kind of reminds me not to switch sports here, but uh, when we were doing the basketball show, and we took that Russell Westbrook to lead the uh, the league in rebounds. Yes. Uh, it kind of reminds you of one of those type of bets. I know, but he ended up finishing third. That was almost entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> With each 20 rebound game he had towards the end of the year, it was getting more and more interesting. You know, I, I still like the Russell Westbrook odds a lot better than I do these. So. Especially as your Andre Drummond was starting to grab like eight minutes a game there for the Lakers at the end. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was the AFC East. Uh, I'll just make you pick it. Who is your pick to win the AFC East? <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> That's what I figure. Uh, the next one, we might have a little more fun trying to uh, figure out who's going to win this one. We move to the NFC East. Uh, this was quite possibly the worst division in football history last year. Um, Dak Prescott is back, so it might have improved a little bit, though uh, the Cowboys team was uh, still quite awful, uh, even with him playing and healthy uh, last year. But uh, We'll kick things off with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, 
sitting at a nice, robust nine and a half wins uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we mentioned Dak returns. Um, supposedly, the defense has gotten better. I don't know how much of that is uh, ESPN filling us in on uh, commie propaganda or uh, <laughs> it actually has gotten better. But uh, anyway, what do you make of the Dallas Cowboys? You know, uh, I, I've watched the Cowboys. Uh, I, there's been two episodes so far of Hard Knocks. I know you don't, you're not a big Hard Knocks guy. I love Hard Knocks. Um, should and, I have gone with HBO as the communist propaganda? Yeah, I think you should have at this point. Although you couldn't have gone wrong picking any because it seems like everybody loves the Cowboys. And now that Dak is back, uh, no, all seriousness, you know, all jokes aside, I think that the Cowboys are going to be better this season. They definitely showed early on last season that they were an offensive powerhouse. They were putting up big numbers and they had to. They had no choice because otherwise they weren't going to win any games. Their defense was seriously almost like legendarily bad they they were horrible um they did get better as the season progressed but the offense got worse and that was due to the fact that they were basically playing with their second string quarterback uh which would probably be a third string quarterback in a lot of different teams well i i think it dropped about three or four once dalton got hurt as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you had a uh, what's the ganucci Danucci? we had well we had uh Danucci, uh, I, I think that was actually the four. Uh, and then uh, uh, Garrett Gilbert uh, yes. came on, and uh, also Cooper Rush made an appearance as well. I mean, that just goes to show you, I can't even keep track of how many quarterbacks they went through. It was a horrible season if you were a Cowboys fan. And we know we know a big Cowboys fan, uh, you know, back at our 9-5, to um, he was pretty much depressed all season long, and rightfully so. It was a bad year for them. Uh, I do expect an improvement um, I will say the uh, backup quarterback situation has not improved. Uh, Dalton <laughs> left, and it is Danucci, Gilbert, and uh, Rush. So uh, let's hope Dak's healthy. Well, I'll tell you this, okay? <laughs> like I said, I was watching Hard Knocks, and they had a little clip where uh, the Rams, they were doing enjoy practice with the Rams, and they showed the Rams kind of getting after them. And then, you know, they cut to the little montage where uh, the, uh, the, the, the guy who talks – you know, in his really deep and, and sexy voice comes out and says, you know, and this is what woke them up. And then they showed Danucci or Ganucci, whatever his name is. Uh, they, they showed him like just slinging. And I'm like, okay, they must have done an amazing job at editing this because there's no way that this guy is throwing darts like that. I, I, I watched him play last season. There's no way he's throwing those type of darts. I but, think he can throw darts in shorts and a t-shirt. I think it becomes an <laughs> issue when uh, large men are running at him full speed in bats. Yeah, you, you have a point there. Uh, but seriously, all jokes aside, I think that the Cowboys are going to be improved uh, from last season. They can't get much worse, especially with their, you know, their general back in the fold. Um, I think he's going to help the running game. The running game really suffered a lot without their star quarterback. Um, it really shut things down. You saw a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of full boxes when it came to to uh, defenses facing up against their offense. So I think that they're going to be improved. And, and this might shock you. I think that the division itself is going to be improved. I think they're going to be better than they were last season. Yes, they probably were one of the worst divisions of football. But you had, and we'll get into the other teams as, as we continue talking about it, but you had some really good defenses. You had some 
really great, like gritty teams. Uh, I remember the, the Giants, you know, faced off against some really tough teams and they played really tough. So we'll get into those teams as it, when, when they come up. Uh, I, I think that the Cowboys are going to be in contention. This is going to be one of the more complicated ones to figure out as far as who's going to win the division. Um, I think that a lot of people are going to be left scratching their heads once the season is over. And, uh, you know, we take a look at who actually wins that division. I think it's, uh, it's up for grabs right now. And I think that they all have a pretty good shot. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys offense, I, I think will be fine. Uh, a couple of things that worry me that uh, certainly worry me in uh, hitting the, the sort of over on this number. Uh, I think Dak will be fine, uh, but I worry early on, you know, I, I think he might be a little tentative, uh, certainly, you know, being aggressive, rolling out of the pocket, you know, escaping pressure. And I, I think that might get them off to a slow start a little bit, whereas their offense might not be quite explosive enough. Uh, we'll wait and see on the defense. Uh, that that secondary was just brutal, uh, and I, I find it hard to believe that they can be that bad, but I also find it hard to believe that all of a sudden they will be good. Uh, I, I will say uh, part of the uh, communist propaganda is your friend and uh, great coach Dan Quinn has decided to take <laughs> over the defense. Uh, he could not build a defense in Atlanta. Uh, I, I He did build a defense, I suppose, in Seattle. But uh, at this point, I'm beginning to think a uh, monkey probably could have called the defensive scheme for those teams in Seattle. Uh, there was an awful lot of talent on the field there. So we'll see if uh, Dan Quinn is the defensive genius or uh, that Seattle uh, defensive players were more the defensive genius uh, out there. But uh, if you can get a, a solid improvement out of the defense, uh, I I think talent-wise, uh, especially on the offensive side of things, they are definitely probably the most overall uh, talented in this division. But I, I don't know if that quite equates to uh, 10 wins on the season. Um, I, I'm very curious. The other thing, I, I'm, I'm wondering how much more uh, Ezekiel Elliott has dropped off. You know, it's sort of tapered off every year, little by little, uh, you know, I know he's now eating vegan all of a sudden and is going to become a great running back. Uh, that That's not sort of how running back careers go. Uh, they don't drop off for three years straight and then all of a sudden bounce back. Uh, they usually continue dropping until they're no longer uh, on a team. But uh, uh, with that receiving core, Gallup, Lamb, Cooper, uh, Dak Prescott there, uh, they should be really explosive. Uh, Coaching-wise, I'm a little nervous as well. Uh, I, I don't think either of us were in love with uh, Mike McCarthy's uh, coaching decisions or uh, play calling, let's say. Yeah, I think that this is a, this is more personal than anything. I feel like McCarthy's uh, probably one of the more overrated coaches. I think that he's uh, lucked out by having uh, some really good quarterbacks uh, on his teams, um, Aaron Rodgers being the most notable one, of course. Um he definitely benefited from that. And I mean, we see it all the time. You know, we see people's careers being made because of someone that was on your team. Um, with that being said, though, I, I think this is going to be a very important year for him. I think that this is where he's going to prove whether uh, he's got the right type of scheme for this team, the right type of game plan for this team, or if 
basically all of his, you know, win totals and his talent were based off his personnel. Um, now he does have a good quarterback to rely on and his running back. I feel like will improve with the addition of his quarterback back in the fold. Um, I, I think that they're a very talented team. I think that especially at the skill position, like as you mentioned, some of the wide receivers, uh, I don't know if you mentioned CD lamb or not, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that they're probably one of the most well-rounded teams offensively. Uh, I think defensively, um, they didn't add much to what was already a really bad defense. Um, and that's the part that has me concerned. I feel that offensively they can keep up with about just about any team in their division. It's that defense that really scares me. I think it's, it's one of the reasons why I would definitely go with an under uh, for this team. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that concerns me is uh, their schedule is uh, pretty difficult. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, San Diego Chargers, weeks one and two. That's that's a tough start to the year. They have uh, the Patriots on it. Uh, they go to New England. Um, they go to Minnesota. They're away to the Chiefs. They're home with the Falcons. They're away to the Saints, um, and then they're away to the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, that that's a lot of sort of teams in and around their talent level. Those are a lot of sort of swing 50-50 games, and if, if they aren't humming, they will lose those games. And I, I just – I don't know if they're good enough to beat those kind of uh, teams at that level. So I, I'm actually under on this one. I, I do think they can maybe get to nine wins, but uh, getting to 10 wins seems really, really difficult. Uh, that's a four-win jump from last year. I, I know Dak was hurt for the last part of the year, but uh, they were one and three <laughs> to start the year, and their offense was humming like crazy to start the year as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason why they got as many wins as they did it wasn't because of their offense. Their defense really played a lot better uh, towards the second half of the season. Um, but if you're a Cowboys fan, this is probably one of the most important years in recent history uh, for the Cowboys organization. I think that uh, a lot of decisions are going to be made this year. Uh, you know, you paid a lot of money to to Dak, uh, especially with that that injury. We don't know how he's going to come back from that. Now, just you know, watching him on HBO, he seems to look okay. But like you said, everyone looks okay when they're playing in shorts and t-shirts. So um, there's not much to be said there. Uh, the coaching. You know, we're going to uh, find out if McCarthy's for real or not. So I think there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come into play um, this particular season. And it's a really important season. And, and it's really going to be interesting to watch, at least as a spectator. Yeah. Uh, division odds, uh, plus 115. Uh, I'm not down with that at all. There, There's two other teams in here who I, I definitely think are on – probably equal uh, ground as the Dallas Cowboys. So plus 115, uh, I don't fancy at all for division-wise. No, I, I agree with you 100%. You hit the nail on the head. I think that uh, the other two teams, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, uh, I think that they're probably right on par with them. If not offensively, then maybe defensively, uh, I've, they're a lot stronger than the Cowboys are. And, and I think that they kind of counteract, kind of counterbalance each other. So uh, I don't like those odds at all. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, to win the conference, uh, fourteen to one. That also seems uh, a little low uh, for a team that has not been capable of winning a playoff game uh, really since the mid '90s. So <laughs> that uh, needs to be bumped up if you want me to take that. Uh, Super Bowl thirty to one. Eh, no. 
this one is a little interesting. Playoffs, uh, yes, is a minus 140. No is a plus 115. Uh you might could talk me into taking the plus on the no at plus 115. Uh, the 140's not awful as well, but I, I don't think I'd want to lay juice on them getting to the playoffs. See, and I, I was going to actually counteract. I was going to say that I kind of like the yes a little bit more. Um, but again, a lot of that has to do whether can that defense play like it did towards the latter, latter end of the last season. Uh, and is that offense going to be as good as it was in the beginning of last season? So if, I mean, but that's a big if, and, and there's too many variables, too many unknowns there for me to feel comfortable either way. So, yeah, definitely. So, all right, uh, we'll move on to uh, the defending champions of this division, the Washington football team. They sit at eight and a half wins here. Uh, we know what we're getting uh, on the defensive side of things. Uh, they bring in uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, to quote unquote stabilize uh, the quarterback <laughs> position. Uh, I don't know if they've watched a ton of film on Ryan Fitzpatrick while he's fun and entertaining. Uh, I I'm not sure stabilization is uh, quite his uh, style of play, but uh, they do have Fitzmagic, uh, baby Fitzmagic. <laughs> they do have Tyler Heineke behind him who had that uh, I I don't know great playoff game, but. Uh, entertaining playoff game where he made some plays uh he looked like he was running around like a crazy man for half of it but uh anyway uh we'll see if ryan fitzpatrick can hold on to this job and uh not quite commit as many turnovers uh because you know ron rivera and his style of play really wants to button this up uh what do you make of the washington football team here you know, I'm, I'm surprised at how easily that rolled off the tongue for you, uh, the Washington football team. I'm still having a little trouble. I want to call them the uh, – can I even say it? I mean, is that okay? Can I say Redskins? <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, uh, mean towards anybody, any particular group here. Just uh, this is what I'm so comfortable calling them because it's what we've called them for so many years. But – this Washington football team, I, I think that we know what we're going to get from them defensively. I think their front seven is going to be stout, and I think they're going to be, you know, if not as good, I think they're going to be close to as good as they were last season. Luckily for them, they play in the NFC East. I think that um, offensively is going to be where they're going to see, we're going to see a lot of struggles. Can Fitzpatrick come in there and really take him in the quarterback position? Uh, when we, we saw Alex Smith come in there for a couple of games and do – I guess uh, an okay job, you know, he do Alex Smith things, win football games. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, I, I think that it reminds me of um, kind of like the Colts of, of last season. You, the guy you're bringing in to, to be the quarterback is kind of wild and he can be very well at times and make some very bonehead mistakes uh, trying to do too much. But if he can manage the game properly, if he can, and he's a smart guy, where'd he go to school? Harvard. Harvard. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he's a smart guy. If he can manage the game and, and you know, really kind of uh, implement a, a run game and really throw when you need to make the throws, make make the make the throws you know you can make when you need to make them and really just kind of depend on the run game and the defense, I think that they can compete with any team in this division. Um, granted, this, we're talking about the NFC East, but still, uh, I, I like what Washington is doing. I, I think that they're – I think it's the coaching staff, to be completely honest with you. Yes, I, I was going to mention we 
we hammered Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn, and uh, I'm on the total opposite on this side of things. Uh, you know, Ron Rivera is not stylish. He's not pretty. We aren't, you know, running some open flow offense like Andy Reid or Sean McVay or uh, Kyle Shanahan. But uh, this guy wins games. Uh, you know, he grinds out games. He he smartly controls games. He builds He's his defense. School. Yeah. He builds his defense up and uh, he wins football games. Uh, it's not always the most pleasant thing to watch. Uh, they probably will not be on TV one uh, for us on Sunday <laughs> ticket a whole lot of times. Uh, but you know what? You, but to be fair, to be fair, I don't think many of these teams will be on TV one. So, <laughs> Well, yes, but they try to force feed us the Cowboys on TV one an awful lot. You don't have Sunday ticket. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, it's a good team to bet on because they usually get undervalued. Uh, Washington football team doesn't get undervalued, but uh, Ron Rivera teams tend to get undervalued because they don't put up, you know, the cool numbers that all the stats guys love, uh, but they win football games. And I think that's probably really their biggest advantage in this is uh, I think if you went team by team, uh, coach for coach, uh, Ron Rivera is way ahead of uh, the other three teams in this division. I agree. I think that uh, as far as the coaching staff is concerned, um, I think that Washington probably has the best coaching staff in this division. Um, and, and I think that they're good enough to scheme and game plan properly uh, and, and get some wins out of it. I think that they're, the, they're the good enough to, like I said, game plan to get a win, even against tougher competition. So it also um, doesn't hurt to have the best defensive line in football. Yeah, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't hurt whatsoever. Um, I, I did want to ask, uh, you know, you bring in Fitzpatrick. Uh, my only concern is receiver wise. I, I still think they're lacking a little bit. I, I like Terry McLaurin. Uh, I, I think he's an explosive playmaker, but once again, uh, I, I don't think he's quite, uh, as bad as Aguilar is, but it, it's sort of the same thing. You, you get a couple games with nice explosive plays, but I, I don't think they have a, a lead lead receiver, you know, a Stefan Diggs, a DeAndre Hopkins, you know, someone you can count on for eight catches, a hundred yards and a touchdown every single game. Someone you know your quarterback can throw to when they aren't going to be open. A true wide receiver. Yeah. One. Yeah. And I, they uh... brought in, they brought in Curtis Samuel, who once again is, you know, nice and good for, you know, fun gadget, explosive plays, but also not a, you know, an elite type of receiver. And then you got Adam Humphreys in the slot. Now, I, I don't know how long Adam Humphreys is going to last. Uh, he is usually banged up by game two. So I, I do have a little bit of a worry there on uh, the receiver position depth. And uh, you you know how Fitzpatrick likes to force things in there. It, it, that's the only part that really makes me nervous about this team and uh, probably going over that number of eight. Yeah, again, though, like I said, Fitzpatrick is a smart guy. If he can, again, this reminds me a lot of that Indy. Now, I think that Indianapolis was probably a more complete team um, than the Washington football team currently is right now. But very similar circumstances you know you're bringing in a veteran guy who's got a streak for kind of you know being a little wild um and you have a pretty solid defense that that's basically the foundation of your team um and it's coach coach Rivera I think that he's 
he's going to set Fitzpatrick up for success. He's not I, going to. I will say as well that, uh, you know, Gibson and J.D. McKissick, uh, two of the probably best patch sketching running backs uh, in football. So they do have, you know, a lot of those check downs, a lot of moving those guys into the slot where like Humphrey's in and they can make some plays there as well. And like I said, you know, I think Coach Rivera to me is one of the, you know, more old school type of uh, coaches in the league right now. And and, and he's going to stay true to his identity, which is play solid defense and have, you know, a good run game and, and basically the quarterback position is more of a game manager and, and like you said he's got some really good you know uh weapons in that backfield as far as catching the ball they can catch out of the backfield really well so uh i think that they're going to be okay uh what's the over under on them the over under is eight and a half on them and uh, i i'm pretty bullish on this over i think they you know they won eight games last year we're getting an extra game uh i think with you know this defense uh you know Hell, uh, they played like eight games with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback for God's sakes and won games. And then the last half they played with Alex Smith at quarterback. And uh, I'm not sure he was even playing on actual legs. So, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, they found a way to win eight games. I think uh, they probably could be the one I think Mike can make the jump and get to nine, 10 wins on the year. I'm going to go with the over for that. But I am a little hesitant, and the only reason I'm a little hesitant, uh, for one, the Cowboys that we already talked about. You've watched get, Fitzpatrick get, uh, throw six interceptions in a game. So the, well, that's, More that's, than that's once. one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one. But no, um, the Cowboys, which we've talked about already, have Prescott coming back, which is going to help them offensively. The Cowboys, I mean, sorry, the Giants, which we're still you know going to get to, are getting Barkley back. And the Eagles, I'm not too concerned about, but those two guys, I think, are key players and difference makers, and I, and I, and that's the only part that gives me a little bit of pause. But I'm going to go with the over on this one. Yeah, I, I'm going with the over on this one, and then uh, one of the few division bets I, I think I would make is a uh, plus two fifty for Washington uh, on the division. Uh, almost, uh, you know, two and a half to one here. Uh, with really, I, I think actually two and a half sort of teams contending for this division. I think Dallas and Washington definitely up there and maybe a little bit of a drop off with the Giants. Uh, we'll get into them. I, I think they're the biggest wild card of uh, what the hell is this mishmash of, uh, of a team. Uh, they could be great. Uh, they might win four games and uh, be drafting a new quarterback at the you're, end you're, of the season. You're not going to like my input on the Giants. Uh, but uh, I, I do like the two and a half uh, here. I, I think that's a pretty solid and safe division bet. Uh, you at least know you will be in contention for it pretty much uh, throughout the year. So hey. you can always give yourself hope. If anything, it's another excuse to watch NFC East games. Yes. Uh, 18 to 1 for conference. Uh, I'm not willing to go that far. No, no, definitely not. Uh, I, I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, 40 to 1 for Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> if Ryan Fitzpatrick wins a Super Bowl, uh, I want more than 40 to 1 odds. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I think that if Ryan Fitzpatrick wins a Super Bowl before, uh, I mean, I could name a few different quarterbacks, and I think there's something wrong with the world. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I do like this as well. Uh, plus 120, yes, on the playoffs, uh, minus 145 on the no. I, I think that plus 120 is uh, pretty nice because uh, as much as we joke about this division, I, I do think there's a 
a chance that two teams could get in, uh, especially if, uh, you know, the Giants are uh, either dropped down. Uh, you have the Eagles, who I think will be uh, pretty much the worst team bordering on the worst team in football. So uh, you get wins there. So uh, I think the uh, plus 120, yes, playoffs. I like that a whole lot. I'm a little more hesitant than you are. And that's just because I feel um, that the two other teams that we think might contend this division uh, are going to make a bit of a comeback. Uh, But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. All right. Uh, We'll move on to your boys, the New York Giants. Those your boys, but no, continue. they're your boys. I think you're going to be very high on them for uh, some reason. The New York Giants sit at seven uh, wins on the over/under here. Uh, interesting offseason, money spent, uh, players brought in. Uh, Saquon Barkley uh, coming back. Uh, I, I don't know if he's going to be back week one, but he'll certainly be back within the first, you know, three or Quarter four games, I, I believe. Uh, you know, they bring in Killian Galladay. Uh, Darius Slayton has another year in there. Um, decent uh, looking draft. Uh, you know, Kadarius Tony, uh, wide receiver in the first round. So they add a little bit more explosiveness with Kenny Galladay. I didn't love that draft pick, but, you know, if he uh, hits, he hits and you, you got another explosive wide receiver. Uh, but uh, overall, uh, Last year, six wins for the Giants. They uh, had a nice little run in the middle there, but then tailed off. What do you make of the New York Giants this year? They are my dark horse in the uh, NFC NFC East. Um, and a lot of it has to do with how they played last season. I know that the wins aren't really there, but you go back and you watch a lot of these games, like that game against Tampa Bay, which is what really stands out to me. And they played really tough. Even with all the injuries, even with the fact that they lost their number one running back, even with the fact that their quarterback was in and out of the lineup and, and you know, they the skill positions were quite as defined, they were still hanging tough, man. That defense doesn't have a lot of big names, but they were they were hanging in there with a lot of teams, man. They were they were causing some headaches. And, and I think it built a lot of camaraderie between that team. Now I know that they've had some departures and they had some additions, and so you have new guys and you know, guys that are gone. But that core is still there, and I think that uh, we're going to see a, a little bit of a, of a, I guess you'd call it a, some of the aftermath of uh, you know them building that camaraderie. Um, I think that they're going to be a, a, a really tough team within the division, mind you, within that division. I think they're going to be a tough team. Uh, I think they're going to play gritty, tough football, um, and. I really like what I saw from the quarterback last season when he was in there, when he wasn't hurt, you know, he's very gutsy, man. Even when he, he was banged up a few, a few games and he was out there and you could see that he was hurting, but he was still like really playing, you know, with his heart. Like, I don't know. I have, I have a soft spot in my heart for guys that play old school. Uh, I I really like guys that, you know, regardless of injury, they're still going to go out there and try to give it their all. Um, and, and I see a couple of guys like that on this team. Uh, I'm not a Giants fan, and I've never been a Giants fan, uh, and my wife would hate me if she heard me talking like this, but I think that they're going to be a lot tougher than people give them credit for. I think you've been getting some sort of pirated feed to the Yes Network and uh, <laughs> have been listening to a little bit uh, too much uh, New York sports talk or something. Uh, but, uh, I, did, I did have a, a serious radio and uh, 
Uh, they they might have came are up. You, were you getting point. some sort of old Mike and the Mad Dog hits or something? <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, but uh, maybe a hint of it here and there. Yeah, uh, you know, I, this one actually puzzled me more than anything. I, I see spots where they can be good. I, I admit I see times where I think Daniel Jones is a really, uh, you know, solid NFL quarterback. I, I don't think he will ever become a great NFL quarterback, but I, I think he could be a productive winning NFL quarterback. Uh, but then I see games where he just has sloppy, sloppy turnovers. Uh, basically the one thing that really, really concerned me the most uh, about the giants is uh, they improved their, you know, wide receivers. Barkley comes back. You think he will, you know, sort of improve the running game. They still haven't improved that offensive line. And that's been an issue for them for, I don't know, basically since they stopped winning Super Bowls and uh, Eli Manning was, you know, diving on the ground on his uh, three-step drops. And, you know, I I think a little bit had to do with Barkley getting hurt last year. That line's so bad, he's making cuts in the backfield constantly over and over again. And it, it just looks once again to be really, really poor. I think that, you know, is sort of uh, some of the problems with Daniel Jones and the turnovers come because his line is so bad. So that uh, you, makes you me have, nervous. You have, you have, you make very valid points. And, and I completely agree with you. My argument against it is this, okay. Name me a quarterback that made a leap from potential rising star to superstar without solid wide receiver core yeah there, there isn't really many there i'm sure there's a few that aren't you know they're just not coming out the top of my head but it's very rare when you see that happen i think the fact that you get uh, an elite run because i think barkley has elite running yes, back I, I think healthy uh barkley's probably if not the top one of the top two to three running backs in the league yeah so i think having a guy like him back First of all, it's going to draw some attention away from the wide receivers. I think that even though they don't have elite wide receivers, I think they have a lot of solid wide receivers. Um, and it reminds me a lot of like the, the style that the Rams have. You don't have an elite wide receiver. You have a lot of really good guys that can do a lot of things really well. And, and that's going to open things up. And I think that the glaring holes on that offensive line are going to become less obvious. Um with all the focus going everywhere uh, around the field where, you know, people aren't just keying in on one thing, getting to the quarterback. Although, you know, you have your pass rushes that are obviously going to focus on that. I think a lot of attention is going to be diverted to the running backs, the tight end, and, you know, the wide receivers. You can't let these wide receivers, you know, go one-on-one for, for the most part. So I, I think all of it's going to come into play. I think it's going to help out. I think they're going to be better offensively than they were. I don't think that the issues on the offensive line are going to be as glaring as they were last season. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say I, I've always been a fan of Kenny Galladay. Uh, I don't know if I, I love the price, but uh, you know, if you want an elite free agent wide receiver, you're going to have to pony up dough and you know, it's not my money. So uh, have at it and uh, get as much as you can. But uh, I do like Kenny Galladay and maybe, you know, he can make a, you know, a sort of Stefan Diggs type, uh, you know, 
uh, connection uh, with Allen and they can be really explosive downfield. Uh, I, I've always thought Darius Slayton's pretty talented and uh, Tony, I, I'm a little more cold on, but he's a rookie receiver. So I, I don't really even pay that much uh, attention to that. I, I do think the defense is uh I don't want to go elite uh, a level Gritty. like the Gritty. like the uh, Washington football team, but uh, I think the secondary is really, really good. Uh, the interior of that defensive line is also really, really good, and uh, they can cause teams problems. So, you know, th- that's where I, I just I, – I don't know. I, I, I mean, look at it like I this, okay? Like I said, I, I can see them, you know, improve and win, you know, nine, ten games, but I could also see this, you know – melting Barkley doesn't come back you know really well uh the line is beat up and you know Jones gets sacked all the time and commits turnovers and then they aren't winning games and uh you know I I made the joke about you watching the yes network but then the the yes (laughs) network is all happy right now but then it turns on you two weeks into the season and uh it goes the other way now granted my dark horse theory only works if Barkley comes back healthy yeah, that, that's, you know, that's the key to everything, um, because then it diverts the attention from everyone. You know, it, it really spreads out the attention. So uh, there's a big if if he comes back and he's healthy and he is what we expect him to be when he returns, then I think that they're, they're, they're going to be my dark horse in the NFC East. Um, you look at the teams that they're going to have to face up against. Are you really worried about the uh, – this is in regards to the Giants' offense uh, – defense, I'm sorry. Are you really worried about the Philadelphia offense? Uh, no. The Philadelphia offense, I, I'm not worried about anything on the Philadelphia okay. side are, of things. Are you really worried about the Washington offense? No, not really. Okay. So the only one that really scares you is possibly the Cowboys' offense, right? Yes, definitely in the in that division. In that division, yes, and I'm talking about just within the division. I'm, I'm, not, you know, if you're talking about conference, I'm taking a step back. You know, uh, I'm really gung ho right now, but that's only because we're talking about the NFC East. Um, so I, I think that defensively, they got enough gritty players on their defense to contend against some of these offenses. Uh, I think that they're going to struggle when they face an elite offense. Like I think the Cowboys can have an elite offense. I think that's probably when we're going to see. Uh, see them take a step back. But as far as like, you know, the mediocre offenses, I think that that's going to be a spot where they look like they're improving, um, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that. And I, I see where you're uh, looking at uh, you're over here. I, I just uh, don't quite think I can quite get there. Uh, I also have concerns because uh, uh, Jason Garrett is their offensive coordinator. So. <laughs> Hey, he's got the inside track to the Cowboys, though. All right. So uh, seven on the win total over under. Uh, it, it looks like uh, this is your first one that you're really a hard o- over on here. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's take a step back. Uh, I think that they're, they're my dark horse. I didn't say they're my favorite. Uh, but even so, I'm still going to take the over. I, I have a good feeling about it. Just kind of like I did about the, uh, the Steelers last season. All right, so over for you. Uh, I think they could get to eight wins. Uh, I'm going to be a coward. Uh, I think seven wins is <laughs> actually the true mark, and uh, I'm going push here. It sounds so, about uh, right. It score, does sound about right, push. to be honest. I'm uh, going to take the over just because I, I'm, 
it seems like I'm so so gung ho about them. So I'm gonna take the oath, but it does sound like it's definitely right on the mark. I, I think the wife is going to get the third mortgage and putting it on it now. So yeah. <laughs> enjoy that season long uh, ride. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that, that's the last thing you uh, no on the Giants. No, no. All right, uh, division wise, uh, plus four fifty. Uh, pretty decent value here at plus four fifty. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's quite where I'd want it, uh, especially. Uh, you know, with the other two teams, I, I think are a little bit more poised to take this division, uh, but pretty decent value at plus 450. I agree with you. The value, at least for me, the value is there. Uh, I just uh, don't feel confident in them winning the division. Uh, like I said, they're a dark horse, and I think they're going to play spoiler for certain teams, but I, I don't see them making that leap just yet. All right. Uh, dark horse at 35 to 1 to win uh, the conference. Oh, that now you're talking. No, no. <laughs> uh, 80 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. That does not even remotely seem high enough. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. But it is the Giants, you know. So uh, are they the last wild card team to win a Super Bowl? Uh, no, because uh, the Bucks won it last year. Saints that's won right. that division. That's right. That's right. Uh, see, this is why you're my insider. <laughs> All right. Uh, playoffs, this might be a little interesting to you. Uh, plus 225 is a yes, and uh, minus 275 is a no. Uh, honestly, uh, I'm even a little bit intrigued by that value at plus 225 is a yes. Yeah, it's intriguing and it's tempting. But again, like I said, I, I consider them my dark horse. I still think they're probably ranked number three within this division. But uh, Especially, uh, I'm going to jump ahead, uh, the uh, – Eagles are plus 250. Yes. So uh, I don't know what sort of betting is going on in Philadelphia, but uh, they might want to check that depth chart and roster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, the numbers are a little skewed there, but uh, I'm, I'm probably not taking any action on that one either. This is what happened when gambling is legal in one state and not legal in the other. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the aforementioned Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, this number quite, quite shocked me. Uh, six and a half for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, People are pretty high on them. Where they're coming up with six and a half wins uh, with this roster, I don't know. Uh, can you convince me uh, somehow this team is going to win three games? Uh, let's see. Uh, the I guess if I was trying to sell you, I would say uh, full-time new quarterback, uh, and I say full-time. Can he throw a, the ball? Well, I'm, I'm trying to sell you here, okay? Don't... The backup is Joe Flacco, by the way, just a warning. Okay, let me tell you. One of the first $100 million quarterbacks is on that roster, okay? You have a new head coach, and you uh, have a, he a was guy a who... $100 million quarterback in 2005. <laughs> Listen, why are you why are you digging into my into my uh, my my pitch here? Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to sell you. I mean, I don't have details. Okay, I'm just trying to sell you. But no, I I don't I don't understand what's going on. Um, I don't think this team is improved. Uh, I think this this team is completely in rebuild mode. Um, and again, not trying to throw shade at any Philadelphia fans or anything like that. But I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see what other people are seeing. Uh, yes, I, I think that they're they have some exciting personnel on that team, 
it's just not enough. I don't think they have enough talent. Uh, I think that they're probably a few years away from even being considered a contender within a division. I think that they're pretty bad. And I think that at the end of the season, uh, the record will reflect it. But this is just my personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, I I don't see anything here. Uh, you know, they did draft Devontae Smith. I really like Devontae Smith, but that's a rookie wide receiver. Uh, you're still throwing out Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rieger as your other two receivers here. Uh, we mentioned Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, that's sort of a wild card. We don't know. Uh, some of his metric stats toward the end of the year uh, were very, very ugly. Uh, I, I do like Jalen Hurts. I just don't know if he's, you know, an NFL quarterback. We, we are going to find out. Uh, mixed with that, uh, that offensive line is uh, quite awful as well. I mean, you know that I really liked Hurts. I was I was selling him last season when they when they put him in. Uh, I, I think I was trying to sell you on him. But I mean, when I go back and I look at at the action, yes, he showed flashes, but where are the wins? Yes, you need to get wins, man. You know, flashy passes and flashy moves can only get you so far. Uh, this is a league, a league of wins, and if you can't get wins, then none of that really matters. And then, you know, uh, on the other side of things, uh, we mentioned, you know, the Eagles uh, pass rush was pretty solid, you know, last year and Cox and Barnett and Graham, you know, all return. Uh, but, you know, those guys are starting to get quite, quite old. They did not improve the secondary really at all. Uh, I'm assuming it's still bad unless uh, somehow this is maddened and you can magically improve your players. Uh, they did get Anthony these. Harris, right? Yes, they did add Anthony Harris, but uh, I, I'm not sure that's... The one guy is not going to fix... Listen, <laughs> I'm... And, and this one goes out to... I don't think Anthony oh. Harris is going to be playing man coverage out there as uh, <laughs> he will be trailing guys as they run past the corners a lot like last year. I, I hate to do this, but this one goes out to our colleague, Dynamite, okay? One guy is not going to improve your secondary. As I know, and that one guy signed with your Giants. So, <laughs> uh, so moving on, continue. Uh, uh, so I, I just don't see it on this team. Uh, you know, new coaches in there. Uh, he's a little bit of a mystery as well. And quite frankly, I, I'm not even sure this team is going to be trying to win games. I'm assuming they're going to be trying to go for a draft pick, a high up one. So that just six and a half number really, really confuses me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like I said, I, I don't think that they've done enough to to really warrant those type of odds but i mean maybe vegas knows something that we don't know i don't i don't know i just don't see it as much as i like some of their personnel um as much as i like some of the changes that they made uh, i don't think that this team is ready yet no uh and i i think you know the other three teams in this division will once again definitely try to go after and get wins uh versus philadelphia knowing they are probably the weakest team in this division so uh, I, I think we're both pretty solid under on the six and a half here. Uh, we'll move on to division. Uh, I'm assuming these are going to be a lot of no's. Uh, plus 500 uh, division interest you at all. Uh, no. Me as well. Uh, conference 66 to one. That that could be a nice chunk of change if uh, Jalen Hurts turns great. And uh, well, I, I don't know. A lot would have to turn great uh, exactly. for that to hit. Um, 
Uh, I, I will say Super Bowl, 125 to 1. So they say if the season is played 125 times, one time the Eagles will win it. <laughs> yeah, even then, I think those odds are still way too... I, I think this season could probably play be played millions upon millions of times. And uh, I'm not sure the way the Eagles uh, find a way to win that Super Bowl. A, a lot of people would have to be injured and uh, possibly a sinkhole would have to form over a couple of regions and uh, completely uh, sink in a team. I don't um, think, I don't think even COVID can save this. <laughs> so uh, uh, reach playoffs is plus 250 minus 300 on the yes. No, uh, I'm a no on all those as well. Uh, possibly the minus 300 isn't quite high enough. Uh, I, I might throw some money on there. Uh, that's not quite uh, disposable income territory. That's a uh, medium range income territory right there. Uh, we all know you're, you're in that upper bracket. You know, you're just playing for the camera right now. All right. So uh, that's our NFC East uh, division preview. Who do you have winning the NFC East? You know, right now I'm going to stick with the Cowboys, believe it or not. Uh, a little bit shocking, I, I know. Uh, I really liked Washington as we got ready for our show and as I was kind of looking at uh, some past games. But I think that that the uh, Dak coming back, I think it's going to be such a huge boost to that team. And if that defense can play the way they were playing towards the end of the last season, I think the Cowboys are going to be the team to beat in this division. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Washington football team. So uh, I, I just like Ron Rivera, and I, I really like that defense. Uh, I, I think they're going to cause havoc once again. Uh, I will probably shut my eyes when the offense is on the field and I don't hear the name Antonio Gibson with the ball in his hands. But uh, otherwise, I, I'm riding the Washington football team here. So uh, I, I really I really debated it. I'm telling you, I, I love the coaching staff. It's just offensively i felt like the cowboys just bring so much you just want to see them in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> you know hey i wouldn't be opposed to it okay let's just say that you much more nervous if uh chase thomas is chasing around <laughs> matthew stafford than if randy gregory is <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just slightly ever so slightly all right, uh, that's the show for today. Be sure to follow us on Greenlight Network so you can get all of our shows. Winning Daily has been popping back with all kinds of wins. On the other side of the football, college football previews have been coming out fast with Dynamite David. We just got finishing previewing the Mountain West and the Pac-12. We've also gotten in the MAC and the Sun Belt and the AAC and Conference USA with more to come. We'll be back next week with Achilles Reign to do... Uh, what did I say? NFC South, AFC South? I have to look at my calendar, but I think so. I think we're going down south, but uh, we will be back next week uh, to preview the AFC and NFC South. Achilles Rain, you got anything to say? No, buddy. Same as always. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at TD Achilles, and make sure you check out all of our other podcasts. Like he said, college football, uh, those shows, man, I've been keeping up with them. You guys are doing a really good job, man. I'm excited. I might even get on some action this year. All right. That's our show. And we're out.